Welcome to another captivating episode of Raw Momversations, where fearless moms and experts unite to explore alternative practices. Hey there, I'm Ali. And I'm Melania. Our mission is to empower your one-of-a-kind parenting journey. Join us as we explore unconventional birthing and parenting methods. Get ready for inspiration, authentic stories, and unwavering family love. Together, we're rewriting our rules of parenting one bold step at a time. So without further ado, let's kick off this empowering conversation. Raw Momversations, where fearless motherhood leads the way. All right, today is such a cool episode. Are you excited for this one? I feel like I'm in school. This is like a class that I want to go to, you know what I mean, when you're excited for that teacher? Yeah, I'm going back to school, like redoing it with my favorite teacher. So today we have Chris Ballack, who is a, oh my gosh, the list goes on, but we're going to start off by saying she's an incredible doula. She was my personal doula um, and the doula for all of my girlfriends who gave birth. Hopefully me in the future. Hopefully you in the future. (laughs) Chris, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I feel so like excited and blessed and honored and to meet you, Melania, who I know is like so important to Ali. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) okay. So I just want to give a little background for our listeners. So Chris is a certified maternal support practitioner, AKA a doula, a childbirth expert and educator trained in spinning babies, a birth partner trainer, a breastfeeding specialist, and child passenger safety technician. Oh, but you have also recently completed your training in holding space for pregnancy and infant loss. So, yes. wow, that's that's impressive. You're like a total package. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the plan. That's kind of the plan is I would love to be able to help all the mommies, all the families for all the things. I just can't sew anything. That's, I'm not good at that. <laughs> I can't well, knit you any booties or anything. You can buy those on Etsy these days. Now, don't it's worry about true. it. <laughs> it's true. How long have you been doing this, Chris? So it's funny. I actually didn't even know what the term doula meant um, until my own wedding day 11 years ago. But I've actually been a support practitioner, if you will, for almost 19 years. Wow. Yeah. But I didn't know that's what I was because doula was such a term that was like not used, right? And 19 years ago, there was no Google. And so it wasn't like Mm -hmm. you could just be like, what's a a doula, right? So um, I have been practicing 100% of my time in uh, (laughs) doula-ing for four four years now. But I've been supporting women for 19 years. I think before we get into the main question, the hot question, what inspired you to go in this route? Um... Attending my first birth 19 years ago was a horrific experience as the support partner. Um, And so it was uh, so much so that I never thought I would have my own children. I'm very happy to say I have two of my own. Um, And uh, I didn't think I wanted children until my wedding day. So I actually met a woman who gave birth 
three times in her home and I thought she was loopy. And I said, why would you do that? <laughs> like, it's such a horrible experience. And her answer was, what are you talking about? I had a doula, I had a midwife, I had such a support system. It was magical. I would do it again and again. And that just piqued my curiosity. I was like, I need to know everything. So on my wedding day, my husband is like schmoozing and I'm like this, listening to talk this more. woman talk, yeah, <laughs> talk all about her birthing experiences. And I told my husband that night on our wedding night, I'm like, I want to be a mommy. I want to give birth. <laughs> and he was like, holy cow. Okay. <laughs> That's not what we planned, but uh, okay, cool. And literally nine months later, my son was born. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's so crazy. that's how that's why I kind of got into it. But um, when I didn't know what the word doula meant, um, I just had girlfriends who were like, Chris, you know, you're always so warm and comforting. Can you be with me when I give birth? And I'm, of course, I said yes, but I didn't know anything. So I wasn't I wasn't very helpful. I mean, they think I was. But now that I know everything that I know, I'm like all the things I could have helped them do differently. Right. So what is a doula for that's a million dollar yeah, question. question because mentioning a doula has kind of popped up on every single one of our episodes. Every guest we had mentioned how life-changing their whole birthing experience was having one. So to those who do not know, what is a doula? I feel like this is a really loaded question I could probably talk about for like an hour, but um, to condense it, I would say that uh, doula, all doulas are uh, trained professionals in their field of expertise. Um, in my case, and a lot of cases, that's actually birth, um, birth and everything associated with it, you know, prenatal and postnatal. But believe it or not, the word doula is actually becoming more popular as like an, uh, a word that's interchangeable with coach, because mm. there's something called a uh, death doula. And there's oh. something called a cancer doula. So it kind of just means somebody who's going to support you in the area that you need at the time that you need it. And they have all the training and expertise and wisdom and knowledge and um, techniques to help support you when you're going through any of your big life changing experiences. Wow. Did you know that? No, I had no idea. I'd like there to be like a life doula or like a... a um, uh, when you have like a big event that's going on that has nothing to do with anything, but you're like, oh my gosh, do we buy this house and live in that community? I want there to be like a life doula, like a, a choices doula <laughs> to help oh. you navigate. Or a well, you can just doula. You can just add that to your list. So yes, <laughs> yes. yes. You can be the first will. life doula. <laughs> yes, yes. But so I'm so doula is kind of uh, if if I like to say that I'm an educator, uh, a cheerleader, and a coach. That's kind of how I describe what I do as a doula. What kind of training goes into becoming a doula or what's required of you before you get the status doula? Yes. Uh, believe it or not, it's really vast. So there are some doula programs that you can take online that are a weekend um, and they say, hey, great, you get to be a doula now. Um, and then there are some programs like the one that I went through and it took 10 months mm -hmm. uh, and and, you know, you had to read 15 different books and do essays and all kinds of book reports, that kind of thing. So 
it depends on the kind of doula you want to be. If you want to be the doula like I was 19 years ago where I held hands and I was like, I'm here for you and lots of hugging and be the support person that you want to be. That's wonderful. And that's what people, uh, some definitely some people out there that are looking for. Um, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm called the passionate doula for a reason because I'm mm -hmm. crazy passionate about getting all the knowledge that there is to know and making life and birth experiences um, for the whole family, like magical. I, I actually think that a lot of my clients, I mean, Ali can attest, I think that I really want you to feel if you've worked with me, like supported and surrounded and loved and taken care of and held and magical. <laughs> I want you to feel magical. Oh, 100%. 100%. I just want to be pregnant now just for this. I know. <laughs> so is there like a certain certification boards that qualify you as a higher leveled doula? Does that make sense? Or I, I mean, not in so much. Quebec anyways, uh, that's a great question. In Quebec anyways, um, like I'm also now a naturopath, so I can actually issue receipts for, uh, for my clients. But you know, in order to be a naturopath, you have to like have a certain amount of training hours. So like you had to have a, a minimum of 400 training hours mm -hmm. for that. So like getting a weekend course, for example, uh, to be a doula, like you wouldn't be able to get that status, right? Because you just don't have the hours under your belt and the, mm -hmm. and the, and the training. Okay. And so for somebody who might not understand the difference between a doula and a midwife. Mm -hmm. That's a really great question. Did you, uh, Melania, have a, a, a doula or a midwife? No, I didn't have either. Okay. Ali was pregnant okay. seven months after me. So had she maybe been pregnant before me, I would have been introduced to the term, but I'm the first of my family to be having a child and of my friend wow. group. So I was, I didn't have any previous yeah. knowledge of this. Didn't even okay. hear of the term, to be honest. Amazing. Okay, very cool. So did you think that Ali was crazy when she was like talking all about her experience? No, she has a really great way of explaining things and getting you on board with something. <laughs> so now it's like, I missed out clearly. There's always a next time, right? That's what you were saying before. Hopefully. <laughs> okay, so I think that it's really important to know, first of all, the difference between a midwife and an OB or a gynecologist or a delivering doctor, okay? So they are all doctors, okay? So that's important to know. So it's not like, oh, I don't know if I want a midwife or a doula. We do, we're very, very different in the sense that doulas don't do anything medical. So mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I don't do cervical checks. All doulas don't do cervical checks. Uh, we don't deliver babies. Um, we don't do anything that, you know, blood pressure, any of that. So that's all medical stuff. Um, but a midwife and an OB and a gynae and your family doctor or a delivering doctor, uh, they are trained all at the same level. And, you know, I'm not here to, you know, um, to play any favoritisms or anything. Um, what I can tell you is that I've attended lots and lots and lots of births that have OBs and gynees and doctors and lots of births that have had midwives and their approach to birth is night and day, mm -hmm. night and day. There is not even like an ounce of comparison. Obviously 
everyone at the end of the day really wants, you know, mommy to be healthy and baby to be healthy and all to go well. Um, of course, hundred uh, percent. But the approach is very different, right? Um, the midwives have no choice but to always be thinking ahead of what could possibly happen so that they can be on top of it because they do not have the luxury of what will just send her off to the OR for, uh, you know, a C-section. So, you know, especially for women who are giving birth at home, that's like not an option until it has, you know, unless it becomes an option, right? Mm -hmm. So there are actually way less medical interventions that happen, obviously, in a home birth or in a birthing center birth with midwives that happen in hospitals because I have no choice. <laughs> so that's what a midwife and doctor, how we compare them, but they're exactly the same. They still have to fill out all the same paperwork for the government. They have to, you know, to the minute, just like every birth, you know, it's like how many centimeters at 10 PM was the client, blah, blah, blah. How you face yada, yada, all that stuff, like midwives and doctors all have to write all that information down. So they're not at your uh, disposal to like hold your hand and be there for you like a doula is because they're busy. They're, mm-hmm. they're doing all the, the writing of stuff. So a doula in the birth space is the cheerleader, is the coach, is the educator, uh, is the person who holds space for the, the birthing person, much like um, an Olympian has a coach, right? Mm-hmm. So all Olympians have coaches um, they, and they don't like just drop their coach because they're going to their second Olympics, right? Their coach still goes with them or they get a, a new coach because that first coach retired or whatever. Um and so it would be great if the world would start seeing doulas as coaches, especially daddies, um, that, you know, uh, they think that their sports teams need a coach, right? <laughs> yeah. the, even though the players are fantastic all on their own, a coach isn't there to do the work for them. A coach is there to motivate, support, um, and encourage, cheerlead, um, and see things that players who are busy doing what they have to do, it's their job to see the whole picture. And that's kind of what a doula does. A doula sees the whole picture of, of the, of the birth um, and the birthing experience and the whole labor um, so that she can better help her client. I say she, but doulas can be male as well. I really enjoyed the birthing partner course. And when I told my husband originally about it, he, of course, I'm sure every single husband kind of rolls their eyes and says, do I really need to sit there for an hour, two hours and listen to this? Like, come on, I'm just going to hold your hand and you're going to push the baby out. But for me, it was so important for him to kind of realize what was about to go down. (laughs) And first of all, he ended up loving you, you know that. And he was, I think, more excited than he... had ever like anticipated and learned so much and I'm so grateful that we did that course it should almost be like mandatory for couples to go through something (laughs) like this honestly I I feel like it probably helps them feel involved too during the whole nine-month process since you're the one going baby Mm -hmm. yes absolutely 100% yeah so when you meet with the family what kind of um educational support are you providing or you meet with the yes. family and what's the steps? So every doula is different. I think that's important to mention. Um, you know, there are some who are like, don't worry, you, around your due date, you know, call me up and I'll show up. 
Um, I operate very differently only because I have that personality. I like to be hands on. I like to check in with my clients weekly and like let them know a little tidbit about what's happening with baby and probably with them, um, what they can expect, how they might be feeling uh, so that they just feel connected to me because I think connection is really important in the birth space Mm -hmm. because of the ever-changing staff. So if you're giving birth in a hospital, every seven and a half hours, you're meeting a new face, right? Yeah. And so that can really mess up the mojo of, of birth and that can of, and of labor. Uh, so I like to make sure that my clients feel really connected with me uh, ahead of time. And I also offer lots of educational training. I think it's really important if we're all going to be on the same team, all with the, the same end goal, that we all need to know as much information as possible. Because sometimes I can just say something in a, in, you know, in birth, you know, Ali's going to smile when I say this, okay, <laughs> we need to shine your flashlight right now, right? Ali's going to be like, I know exactly what that means, right? Whereas this is a term that really helps uh, a mother who's in labor really like change her, her perspective to what she's supposed to be doing because we've discussed it so much and we practiced it that versus, you know, showing up cold, right? Like if you're showing up to a birth cold and you, you haven't spent a lot of time getting to know your couple then and educating them, then, you know, you don't have the same, you know, team feeling that you do when you've Mm -hmm. played several basketball games or, or volleyball games with the team, you know, you can kind of anticipate each other's moods and, and, and tricks and oh right. they're favoring their left leg there's got to be a reason right like that's what i mean by you know it's it's i could talk for hours guys <laughs> literally about all of this but yes education super important to me so that we feel connection ahead of time throughout the entire pregnancy and of course in labor and birth and once baby's here aside from also providing the incredible support that you do you're also educating parents on what's to come you know, yes. when you walk into those hospital doors, what are you to expect? I was going to say, I personally offer four courses. Um, so I usually do this over like four or five weeks, like in an evening after mommy and daddy, you know, are done work. Uh, we get together. It's cozy. I, I teach out of two locations. And of course, I do virtual because I have a lot of clients who are not even in Canada. And so I, I the four courses that I teach are uh, childbirth without fear. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yep. uh, and, um, and, you know, uh, how to prepare for, for, a, a, a fearless, uh, empowering birth, um, and what to expect, what to expect once baby is home. So that's kind of like its own course, uh, but it kind of gets smushed into all the five weeks. Uh, I do a birth partner training course because as little as we know about giving birth, because let's face it, who talks about this? We don't, you know, go to some class in school that talks all about um, how you're going to think and feel when you're going to give birth. What we get is a banana and a condom, right? This is what we get. Just thinking that. <laughs> That's what we get. And that, that doesn't. That doesn't teach us anything other than how to put a condom on. That does not teach us anything. Or that video, I don't know if you guys saw that one, where it's literally this woman on her back with her legs open, screaming, pushing a baby out. And these are the two videos that we get for education. (laughs) Right? Right. So we're just not educated at all. And so I think zero, zero. And I think that even as women, we're really... Um, apprehensive to even ask questions because 
we we think, oh my God, well, I'm a woman. I should know this. Like my mother gave birth to me. My sister had a baby. So I can't ask that. I'll look stupid. Like there's so many times that women will just call me randomly out of the blue, be like, hi, I heard you're a doula. I have a question. And it's like, can a baby's head pop off if the baby's head is outside of your body for too long without the body coming out? Right. And I mean, they, I'm so grateful that they call me to ask these questions yeah. because when you go to Google, the stuff you find on there, let's be honest, is not always helpful. No, Google is not your friend. No, no. Everything leads Google to cancer is. or death. Yeah. Yeah. So now you're already yeah. dead when you're reading Google. Yeah. 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 100%. 100%. So yeah, you know, I think it's really important. Birth part, you know, birth partner training is so important because they yeah. know way less than we know. And you know, oftentimes when I, you know, get second time moms who didn't have me the first time, they'll be like, "I'm mostly coming to you because my husband was useless the last time." <laughs> and, right? He played video games, watched movies, talked on the phone, was not there to support me. And he thought he, you know, he rubbed my foot a few times and that was what he needed to do. And mm -hmm. so, you know, Ali can detest that that is not what I teach my daddies to do or my birth partner trainers. Uh, like it's really important that the birth partners actually have a, they have a really key role in the birth space because mommy is already busy. So she cannot take care of all the other things. It's, it's, it's the birth partner who has to take care of all that. So just them feeling useful and that they have a purpose, it, it, it makes all the difference in the world. 100% makes all the difference in the world. And most of the time, it's daddies who promote me more than mommies. And I get a mm -hmm. lot of calls because daddies promote me. It's well, so when I was with Ali and Elias, there was so many times where literally, okay, if you, Ali's husband is such a cute guy. He, he sits like this. And so many times he was like, he was like, he was like, I did not know that. He's like, how come we don't know that? Like, there's so many times that he kept saying, he would turn to Ali and be like, of course I'm going to do that. Oh my God. I would never know to, to know that. It's so funny. Right? I just told him before, I was like, it's unfortunate we don't have you on this podcast because it would have been so good to have your opinion on this. Yes. Please do it another time because I, I love I love him. He's awesome. But I mean, and that is really the reaction of most daddies. They're like, How, I didn't know that. How do we not know that? How do people go off and have babies and don't know this stuff? Like it's 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 a lot. It's a lot to know, right? It's a, a it's a magical time in your life that I don't think that we should just be like, well, we'll show up at a hospital and see what happens. You know, we always say the school system is so behind. I mean, they should teach you not only how to do taxes and how to pay your mortgage and credit cards, but how to give birth and prepare for this stuff yes. too. Yes. You know? Because you're only going to do this a handful of times in your life, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's very rare someone's doing this 25 times and some people only do it once. So I would think that something that is going to be so impactful, you will not forget, right? Yeah. Who forgets their birth? Nobody. Everybody remembers their birth experience. So why not make sure it's a positive one? Totally. I'll never forget sitting on the couch and you came out with your like, uh, so those sticky notes? Yes. Yeah, sticky notes. Sticky, sticky notes. notes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Pregnancy brain, guys. Yeah. Um, and you're like, okay, so today I'm going to show you um, everything they're going to put on you in the hospital. And she's, here's your IV. Here's the epidural. Here's the, um, the monitors here's and then I'm sitting there with like 14 stickers on me and I'm like oh my god I never thought of this wow 
Yeah. There's a lot to know. Yeah. Yeah, There's a lot to know. Right. And for everything else in life, I think that we go and gain knowledge, right? We, we, we find if we're going to go travel to Greece, we're going to find like a travel agent who's going to help us have the best experience possible. What do I pack? Um, what are the sites to see? Um, what to avoid? Where's the best place to eat? Um, what are the must, uh, the must haves, must do's, right? Like, and going to a trained professional in their field of expertise is the person to go to. I mean, I wouldn't trust anybody else to do my, you know, my finances than my financial advisor because I don't have time to learn all that. I'm so grateful totally. that there's a specialist that does all that and makes sure that my money stays safe, right? When we buy houses, we don't just get our friend Joe to like help us buy a house. We go to a trained professional in their field of expertise. I just don't know why the GPs and the gynecologists don't recommend doulas or some type of support for pregnant women like day one at their 10 week appointment. They should 100%. I mean, the World Health Organization says that no woman ever should give birth without a doula. Wow. Yeah. And the postpartum depression rate for women who have had a doula is less than 12%. Wow. Maybe it's because they know you're walking in with a birth plan. Yeah. (laughs) Which was a term I didn't even know about until I heard it from Alex. Yes. 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 Yeah, because I make my birth plan. Yes. Yes. I help all the mommies make their birth plans because it's so important. Um, I don't know. At one point in time, we should probably talk about birth plans. Because I get that. That's probably a really great question. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so I have two other classes that I, that I teach before mommies uh, give birth. Um, I do the breastfeeding education course because there's a lot to know about breastfeeding before you give birth because you, it's not something that I recommend you figure out after baby is born. You already have a whole bunch of other stuff on your plate when baby is born. Um, getting really comfortable with your body and how, how the whole breastfeeding thing works um, and all the tools that I help you fill your virtual toolbox with so that you can have a successful breastfeeding journey if you choose to have one. So there's there's that course, um, and then I do the um, uh, all the car seat stuff. So I teach oh, all the stuff you need to know about car seats because there's a lot to know about car seats. See, one of the reasons why I didn't take part in any classes is because I gave birth during COVID and everything was online. But so, but you can you are able to do everything yes. virtually, and I yes. feel like a complete expert when it comes to breastfeeding, even though not having the physical practice. Yes, 100%. I help more women at every single week uh, virtually than I do in person. Uh, so at least six women a week that I meet just virtually just for breastfeeding. Oh. Yeah, it's amazing. Car seats too. Yes. Isabel's car seat. Yes. That yes. A, a big one. <laughs> also, it was a big they one. should not let you leave the hospital making sure it's installed properly. Yeah, I know. They make sure that you install the baby in the car seat, but then is it installed properly into your car? Oh my God, no. Which is the most important. Yeah. 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 It's the most important. No, my husband drove like five miles an hour when we were going back home. (laughs) So slowly over the bumps. Yes. I'm pretty sure all daddies do that. (laughs) Precious cargo on board, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like just married when we should have precious cargo on board. Yeah. 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 I love it. I don't even think people realize that you could have all this kind of support with you throughout pregnancy and then afterwards. Yes. 
Yes. And it's not because it's not public knowledge, just like Ali was saying, it's not like you go to your 10 week appointment and they're like, oh, here's a box of chocolates and a doula, right? Like you don't, you don't get that. You get, okay, I'll see you at your next appointment and we'll probably draw some more blood, <laughs> right? Like it's very cold and scary. And I, I think pregnancy and giving birth to 99.9% .9 of women is terrifying because mm -hmm. all we picture is what we've seen in TV and, and movies, right? Which is some woman sweating, screaming at her partner. She hates life, swearing, and she's, you know, pushes out a baby and she's, you know, torn up the wazoo literally. And like, it's a horrific experience. And mm -hmm. that's the only downfall, I think, that when you work with a doula is that your birth experience will always be positive. And so you'll be that mommy in the group that doesn't have a horrible birth story to share. Do you have your athletes, quote unquote, sign a waiver and apologizing in case they say anything mean to you during their labors? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I, the, the, it's all part and parcel, right? Like I, like for me, and I even prepare daddies for that as well. Like, and, and, or birth partners, you know, sometimes it's a mom <laughs> or a friend, right? Like you cannot hold anything against <laughs> the birther when they're in that state. Um, and I try to like help explain that it would be like knowing that you have to run into a wall over and over and over again, and you have to like psychologically prepare for it and you don't get to choose. It's not like you're like, okay, let's do it. You know, let's, let's run into the wall. Like you're on a treadmill that just slaps you <laughs> into the wall <laughs> and you don't get to choose. Right. And so, you know, there's a lot of, um, of mental preparation that has to go into that. Otherwise we feel very overwhelmed um, as new moms, especially um, when that first contraction hits and we're like, what is that? And then we get scared and then all of our endorphins, you know, are, are negative, right? And so most women that are terrified to give birth without fail, I usually hear that those are the women who end up having C-sections because they're so stressed out. Right. So C-section rate is much, 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 much lower if you work with a doula or get some prenatal classes. I believe. Oh, you want me to do the Spitfire question? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah? We break this podcast with, we just wanted to ask you like a couple of like, like fireball questions. Something Go for it. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Like the first thing okay. that comes to your mind. Okay. 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 Weirdest craving you've seen during labor. Dirt. No, I yeah. swear, Ali, <laughs> I sent her something about a, some sort of like a weird pregnancy. No, but, and then you were going through the slide and then you said, if I start eating dirt, send me to the loony bin. Yeah. <laughs> this is a thing. Well, it's not a thing. You ask me the weirdest. <laughs> I don't know if it's like a trend, but you know, <laughs> I I, I I did not I did not provide said dirt. <laughs> okay, favorite item you always bring to this. Favorite comfort item. Combs, combs. Knew she was gonna say that. I knew it. <laughs> the combs. fastest labor you've ever witnessed. Um, twenty-two minutes. Nice. Best playlist or music genre for laboring mothers? Whatever speaks to them. And that can be Barney. I'm not even kidding you. I was actually at a birth where a mom just kept playing Barney. And she said it reminded her of being at home with her other kids. And so it felt, oh. it felt familiar. 
So it ha- it really has to be like what is totally into for like the mom, right? Like whatever the birther is feeling. And I actually, I'm, I, I'm on call for a birth right now. And the mom is playing nothing but Slipknot. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And that's what she wants, right? So, and there are others who have like um, mantras, um, you know, you are meant to do this, you know, very calming, yeah. you know, type of stuff. So every person is completely different and whatever they've got going on is now my new jam. Okay. And last one, most unexpected place you've been called for a birth? At a creek. Whoa. Okay. I want to yeah. hear that. <laughs> tell, <laughs> tell us that story quickly. <laughs> uh, she just really wanted, she had her other children running around naked and she just really wanted to be one with nature. And so she wanted to give birth in a creek. Beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Does she have a midwife? I'm assuming. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is so cool. We're both scouts. Yeah. So we're we're in tune with nature. <laughs> Maybe you a little bit less now. I'm, you know, I kind of like a, a bar in a lobby more than a tent. Something a, a little bit that looks, looks, what is it? Luxury camping? Glamping? Glamping. 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 Yeah. Me too. Okay. Well, thank you for answering those questions. Um, I, I think that it's really important that you get as knowledgeable beforehand before baby gets here, right? It's not the time to practice swaddling and diapering and, and, you know, pace bottle feeding, which is like a whole thing, right? Like it's not the time after baby is here. Like, please, I think it's really important that mommies know that there's support out there. CLSC does their best to be supportive as well. So they will come and do like a wellness check visit after you have your baby, but definitely postpartum, um, practicing these things, it's easier if you've heard of it before, right? So if you've had some kind of class where you're like, oh, yeah, I think I heard about that and I should probably put breast milk on my baby's, um, you know, uh, milia that they get as soon as, you know, they're born because their skin is their largest organ. Therefore, you know, any hormones mommy's having will come out in your baby's skin. So I think just knowing this type of thing ahead of time, when you first see red pimples appear on your newborn baby's face, you're not panicking and going to Google right? So just get support. I think that all mommies should have support and it's different support than what your mom's going to give you and what your friends are going to give you, right? Because they're not trained professionals in their field of expertise, right? They have their story, which thank gosh, we have all of this knowledge to pull from, but you know, they aren't looking at the whole, the whole picture, right? So I think just getting as much education ahead of time is so important. Just know that every car seat I've ever installed is incorrect. So just knowing that, please have your car seats checked. <laughs> and kids need and, to be in a car seat till they're like nine years old in Quebec. Wow. Oh my gosh. And just out of curiosity, if somebody's working specifically with you, how yes. long after birth do you still stay in contact with them? Kind of like forever. <laughs> Isabel's <laughs> almost two and a half years. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, been kind of like forever. Yes. Wow. Kind of forever. Yeah. I, but that's just, that's me that, that might not be typical of every doula, Mm -hmm. but I like to become friends. I mean, we, we grow and learn so much as a team that I, it's very tough for me to cut ties. I'm like the mother of all the mothers. That's kind of how I, I feel. And so I want to check in with everybody and make sure everybody's good. If somebody wanted to start working with you, how could they get in touch with you? 
Uh, they can visit thepassionatedoula.com. All of my info is on there. Uh, I have an Instagram account that I'm, you know, I, I, I don't take enough time to ever update. I just need a GoPro that's stuck to my forehead and, you know, <laughs> follows me around all day. But um, I don't do that uh, nearly enough. My phone number is there. Reach out by email. I will always have phone conversations with people for free. I want them to call, ask their questions. And I think that I would super encourage all mommies who are interested in potentially working with a doula, whether it's for in-person birth, virtual birth, just the education stuff, um, to shop around. I think it's important that you click with the mm -hmm. person that you're going to work with because unlike we discussed earlier, when you go to a hospital, for example, to give birth, you're going to have you know all the constant changing of staff, whereas your doula is with you the whole time, right? So you want somebody that you feel comfortable with, you feel comfortable with that you can swear and fart and you know do all mm -hmm. the things and, and you won't feel judged or not that doula, doulas judge, but you will find somebody you mesh with, right? And it happens. I mean, for example, when I was going to give birth to my two children, um, I interviewed doulas because I wanted to know, like, did they think the same way that I thought? Did they feel the same way about things that I felt? Um, and uh, one that I met, she was lovely. I, I thought she was amazing, but she'd never given birth before. And mm. for me personally, that was like a deal breaker. I was like, I, I, I love that you want to hold my hand, but I've already been the doula who just held hands, right? And they didn't know what it was like to give birth. And mm. my my whole, you know, I had a whole big paradigm shift after I gave birth because just watching a mom's face is like everything to me. I know exactly mm. what she's thinking, feeling, and I want to anticipate her next need. So that's really what you want in your doula is somebody who's going to anticipate your next need for support. Yeah, that's some really good advice. Interviewing yeah. or shopping for a, the right yeah. match, right? You know, some like to work with crystals, some are more energy, yes. some attend birth, some don't, some yes. have specific training. So that's really, I guess, something important for a mom to know or yes. to look for when she's she's out interviewing doulas. So if you were to interview, I'm super curious, Melania, because you know, I, I know that Ali introduced you to this whole this whole world. So after talking with me, like, what question do you have? Do you, is there something that you're like, oh, that's like, now I want to know this. Well, we said we would probably put another episode, but I am so interested in knowing more about a birth plan because I really went into, even the day I was giving labor, my husband and I had, I didn't even know what a contraction was going to feel like. And right. I didn't know I was in labor. And the only place in my home that has a heated floor is my bathroom. And so I, for some reason I was lying on it and my husband comes in he's like, what are you doing? What's going on? You have to let me, I have to be prepared. What's going on? I'm like, I don't even know what's going on. I have to be prepared. So, um, I feel like knowing more on how your partner can help support you. And I'm really interested in knowing more about a birth fund. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, ladies, let's do it next time. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for joining us today. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so uh, actually, much for having we me. We actually have two questions, though, that we like to ask our guests before they leave. The first one is, what is your favorite baby product? Baby product? Uh, for, for you personally, that you use, like, for your kids. Um, I really like the, the sleep sack swaddle that with all the Velcros, so I could, like, mm. pin them like burritos. Um, <laughs> I think that that was really um, important. They're not expensive. You can get them everywhere. And it really helps baby feel like they're in the womb again. And that was the only way my daughter would sleep for the first eight months of her life. So 
It was magic. And so I super recommend it to all my mommies and I know I loved it. So one of those, one of those ones where you tuck them in and, and you, you, you Velcro them in and they're like straight jacketed and they're like a little burrito. And then your favorite mommy product. I know your kids are a bit older, but think back. What was your favorite go-to mommy item? Wine. <laughs> so, okay, we've Is that allowed? Coffee. Can I say yeah, that? Totally. <laughs> totally. I've been craving Wine. a good Brunello. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I will be waiting for you to get home, okay? Yeah. I'm going to be here as a support person. Yeah. Well, uh, this was another yeah. real and raw conversation. Yes. Stay tuned for our birth plan episode. Woo! Thank you, Chris, for coming. You are so and, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we hope uh, mommies learned something today. Get yourselves a doula, ladies. See you next time. Bye. Bye.